This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Welcome back to Happy Chemicals. I'm your host, Christian Rivera, and today I want to talk about developmental necessities. Developmental meaning sort of spiral development or human development. Most human developmental models have some sort of spiral element up or down. And I may reference specifically spiral dynamics, but integral theory, sometimes even generational theory or chakras or stages, um, the stages model, the Graves model... All of those are ways of tracking human development up and down in some sort of way. And I just recently watched or listened to an episode from The Daily Evolver, which is a really great podcast um, where Dr. Keith Witt and Jeff Salzman, they do this series called The Shrink and the Pundit, where Keith Witt has been doing uh, psychological work for, I think, over 50 years now and has a lot of really great... uh, perceptions and, and uh, observations and awarenesses of psychological development and growth. And so they did a recent episode of their show about the three types of suffering. And if I can summarize it as quickly as I can, the three types of suffering are essentially nature, nurture, and personality. Nature being our biology, that there are studies that are uh, coming out more and more, that there is an element of our biology that You know, we are dealing with things that we are simply born with, genetically being passed down, that are in our DNA, that we perhaps struggle with, that we inherit and inherit uh, from family in certain uh, certain types of uh, behaviors or challenges or, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say pathologies, but something to that degree. And then there's nurture, which is our culture, uh, how we were raised, our relationship to our parents. you know, going through life and things happening and our our both instinctual and sort of personality responses to those happenings or ego responses to those happenings. And then there's personality when we are developing personality that we can sometimes get stuck in what Carl Jung referred to as a one-sidedness or a type of uh, rigidity. Right, most personality disorders are a version of 
rigidity in some way, narcissism, OCD, uh, bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder, some sort of one directional stuckness. Like I'm trying a strategy of existing or that there is a, maybe a loop in my brain or some sort of rigidness that feels safe or unconsciously there's something operating that is keeping me in a one-sided sort of space. And so these three types of suffering in a sense, or, or ways that we experience suffering in our life and our development are an interesting launching point for this idea of developmental necessities in that we are going through spiral development because there are things that we need to grab onto to transcend and include when we are going through spiral development. So when you're going through your basic survival needs, you know, we don't ditch survival needs as we go up developmental spirals. You know, we're kind of going up and down. Sometimes we need to regress and focus on our survival needs. And sometimes it's micro, sometimes it's macro. Um, as you know, Maslow reported in his hierarchy of needs, sometimes you can get sunk down to the basement if your life circumstances change. Uh, let's say at the most extreme case, there's a war that occurs and your neighborhood and area is completely devastated and you're needing to reevaluate and reassess and you need to figure out where you're going to get your resources, where shelter is and all of those things. You're not even in safety security spaces. And then you kind of move your way back up through safety and security, then love and belonging, then self-esteem, and then, you know, perhaps transcendence, depending on, or self, um, self-actualization, self I think the word was, for Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so when you're going through a developmental spiral of any kind, there are necessities of making sure that you get the material that you need. In a spiral dynamic sense, it's, again, you kind of start with basic survival needs, making sure that you're fed and taken care of and uh, have safety and shelter and all of that stuff. And then there's a familial connection, making sure that you're having a healthy relationship with your family, whether that's you're still living with your parents or you're starting a family of your own or in the midst of having a family of your own, you know, building those strong bonds. And sometimes there's a, a magical thinking relationship that I think is important and relationship to innocence as well that I think is important to carry with you if you are going through these different developmental levels. Um, red or level three is usually about individual individualization, I guess, or individuality, uh, self-expression, figuring out what your preferences are, uh, how do you stand out from your family? So it's not just completely being dependent on your family, but how do you stand out? How do you stand on your own? How can you go get your resources yourself? Um, Take resources as you need to, stand up for yourself, be assertive, be aggressive if needed. And where do you fit into the culture? You know, is there a, a, a way that you fit into your, uh, your immediate community or your friends or somebody that's not directly tied to your family? You know, and is that a, something that exists in your life? And then, you know, moving on to blue or four, uh, level four, or sometimes called amber in integral theory. Uh, this is a place of, of sort of national, a sense of community or contribution to um, the bigger country or picture. Uh, sometimes it's religious, sometimes it's anti-religious. Either way, there's still kind of a relationship to 
a moral code, whether you're defining your moral code based on a religion by being a part of it or against it, you're still defining a moral code for yourself. So it's a t- it's a time of figuring out what is my culture value at large? What is my nation value at large? And what do I fit into and how do I fit into it? Again, either against it or with it. Um, it's still going to get you there. But I think it's important to have some sense of foundational culture. And in terms of like, uh, I don't know, what do you stand for? Like sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be a religion, but it can be a business. Sometimes when you work for a company, you get really into it, right? You can get enamored by the company itself. You start wearing their stickers or their shirts. Um, You become a part of the cult in a way. And um, the cult of personality of the business, of the brand, of the idea. And that can be very much a foundational element too, which I think is important to have as you're developing and growing. You know, when you go out further in development, you deconstruct from some of that stuff. But if you're going to bring that stuff back in later in your development in your life to be more adaptable, then that's going to be a core foundational element to either have a business of your own that you're created or a culture that you've created or that you're a part of. That's going to be really important for you to keep carrying on uh, and, and maintain that sense of, 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 uh, moral code. And by moral, I mean, relative to outside expectations, because both morality and ethics, I think are important as you develop and grow as a person. And then with, uh, orange or level five, uh, you're maybe shifting away from that culture. And it's important to start to learn how you're going to gather resources for yourself that's earning resources, not just taking resources as in red, but earning it. How are, do you have a business that you've built? Do you have a service that you provide? Um, you know, are you able to bring in, um, bring home the bacon by your own esteem, by your ideas, essentially, by creating a product or creating a service-based business or um, having a healthy relationship to meritocracy where you can you know, gather resources and make things happen in an inventive way by understanding how material things work, maybe starting to get to know how systems work, and perhaps starting to think on a bigger scale. It's not just your immediate culture, your nation, but worldwide. What are needs that can be met worldwide that you can satisfy with your ideas and then get paid for those ideas in essence? And I think those are important, healthy things to necessitate uh, integration of as you're, you know, developing through the spiral. And then green or six, uh, is typically about, uh, more of an awareness of world centric values in terms of, uh, ethics and what is good for the planet, not just taking and taking and taking, um, abundance is a thing, but it's not limitless. Abundance and limit limitless are not the same thing. And there is enough of for everyone, but it's about kind of the word enough. It's like, how do we get enough for everybody in terms of uh, resources. And you can see how on each level, we have not let go of the idea of resources. Resources are basically the foundational element of survival. Where do we get the things to continue to necessitate our survival? The green starts to reconnect community, but it's global community, especially in this modern age. It can be very much about... uh, interconnectedness, you know, online or through groups that you meet up with on Zoom or people that have their own spirals, their own lives. And then we connect seemingly on the ideas of talking about building a better world and trying to figure out 
each other's interior experiences and starting to slowly get to know what each human life is about and how they're valued and how each person can, you know, has skills that they can bring to the table. And sometimes those people get together and they build their own businesses that are maybe trying to redefine an industry or trying to uh, support growth and development of people or, um, you know, trying to make things happen in a ethical way where each person involved is an expert in their field. I kind of think of the, uh, the USS Enterprise in Star Trek. Each person that is on the bridge is an expert in their field and they're, they're self-motivated, they're self-starting, they have experience, they have um, expertise, they have essentially things that they've, life experiences that they've collected while going through the spiral that now the captain's job is to basically take suggestions from them and then they then they give the directive of where to go. And then they're all trying to abide by a general code of the prime directive and then there's all sorts of ethical philosophical questions surrounding that sort of thing. And, and that gets into interesting territory because the idea is really starting to navigate the inner psyche after you've you know navigated the material world. Now you're navigating the interior world or the exterior world. Now you're navigating the interior world and understanding yourself, understanding your emotional experience, other people's emotional experiences, and getting into much more complex territory. And so once you get into second tier thinking, especially uh, seven, yellow, or teal, um, and in, in uh, the stages model, I believe it's 4.5 perspective, also known as the strategist, uh, that gets more complicated in terms of trying to explain what that means. It's something that I'm kind of experiencing now in terms of... Um, understanding that everybody has their own spiral experience it's sort of being the captain of the USS Enterprise and starting to understand that everyone's got skills that they can bring to the table and how do you allow people to use their best selves to you know the best of the ability of whatever the situation calls for and sometimes that's making sure that someone doesn't necessarily get triggered, but I don't mean being sensitive because sometimes people do need to be triggered in order to move forward. It's sort of getting to know how people get lodged in their own systems and lodged in their own spiral stories. And then how can you help them or get out of the way of someone uh, needing to navigate and get dislodged from their own narrative and their own story in a way, right? So what I find interesting about these three types of suffering is that, you know, there are some things that we're just kind of born with and deal with. There are things that are nurture and culture that can be adapted and changed over time. And then there's personal personality one-sidedness or personality disorders that I think I put a lot of emphasis on these days of understanding where someone is maybe keeping themselves stuck, where someone is maybe potentially toxic because they're so deeply stuck that they're just infecting everything around them. And so that means protecting people in your world or protecting ourselves by exiting that situation or not giving them energy to grasp on because once they run out of energy, then maybe they're like, oh, maybe it's me and I need to fix something, right? So there's going to be various situations of kind of understanding how to navigate uh, using these developmental necessities for yourself. Again, sometimes assertiveness is called for. Sometimes you need to take an innocent stance and not assume that everyone's trying to, you know, is out to get you. Sometimes you just need to focus on getting the resources you need to get. Sometimes you need to make sure that your business is running. Uh, and other times you need to make sure that you have a culture and community that you have things that you're working towards and standing for and caring about and putting effort into. 
and then checking in with your inner world and your code of ethics and are you abiding by them and are you honoring other people are you still getting to know interior emotional experiences and then you know getting into the second tier again with with yellow it's making sure that you're really listening to other people's perspectives and not just getting caught into your own cynicism of what is affecting your spiral but how can you then kind of navigate and figuring out kind of leaning into what's triggering you right getting to know what your projections are getting to know what your blind spots are is all really interesting at that level as well and then you know turquoise and later is i don't want to talk about it too much because then people get all like oh i'm turquoise and like you're probably not if you're listening to this (laughs) i'm gonna be honest um but some examples of turquoise uh at least I think is Alan Watts, maybe Alex Gray, Michael Singer, Sad Guru, um, you know, probably at least Jesus Christ, uh, Buddha, um, and, um, you know, Shiva and all those characters. Uh, there's probably um, a lot to be gleaned just by observing and experiencing what those people are. Not so much because it's kind of getting more into wordless content. As you go further up the spiral, it's sort of a immediate connection between your thoughts and your psyche. It's not as much waffling. It's like letting go of the neuroses. And I think that's part of the strategist process, the seven yellow process, is getting to know your neuroses, your ego, how everything's operating. So that you can work on clearer thinking as you navigate your life on a day-to-day basis and become a better strategist and know when to get out of the way and know when to utilize your resources or knowing when others' resources are necessary. Um, And then being able to navigate through the spiral of your own life and making sure everything's running efficiently. And I think once people get to turquoise, things are just kind of running so seamlessly that they can literally sit in nirvana if they wanted to and just be there and everything's working. Everything's running. Your life is in great shape. But it requires all of these necessary steps What I think I've seen a lot of people doing and getting trapped is materializing spirituality, making it about mental pleasure, and using it as a way to hide from the responsibilities of your life. That's not what that is. Those people who are at later stages have earned their way to that, essentially. They have built up the system of their life that everything runs, and they have no dependence on anybody else. Things are just happening because they've set up their life and their system for that to happen. So if you're a spoiled kid who's having everything taken care of for you and you're just living kind of a spiritual life and your systems are not in place where you're not necessarily independent, but you're kind of in magical thinking land, then that's not the same as being in turquoise, which is why I'm not wanting to talk about it in words too much about what that means, because a lot of people think that they're there, but they haven't gone through the the spiral of work essentially and that can be kind of my hang up a little bit i think i get a little frustrated when i see people who are kind of overvaluing the mental pleasure of spirituality and ecstasy and things like that which are part of it um but they themselves have not gotten off of their own parents dime or they're you know they're not taking care of their own lives they haven't lived by themselves they haven't gotten a job before they have no expertise And I think it's okay. I want to also remind you too, that if you're in this place where you're listening to this, maybe a lot of this doesn't make sense, but 
you're trying to understand where you are along the spiral. If you're in red and you're trying to get to know, you know, where your next steps are and you're trying to get away from that stage and you're trying to move towards like the next step, it could be like finding a church or a local community or something to get involved in where you can start to learn expertise. That's sort of the main value point of blue, regardless of whether it's religion or working a job or whatever. It's it's an insular, contained, walled-off experience for you to develop skills. And if you feel like you haven't developed skills yet that you can contribute to humanity with, that's probably your next step. Or if you've been working and developing skills for a long time and you're now needing to see if you want to test yourself and see if you can be a service provider or make courses or sell products online or something, like that's probably your next step. Or if you've been doing selling for a long time and you're kind of over it and it's like you've got everything you need and you're like, I don't really want anything else, I don't know what's next, then going to green is probably the next thing you need to do, right? And if you're really sick of this kumbaya circles of green and you're starting to explore your interior experience more, working towards yellow is probably the next step of what you need to try to think to. So it's all about forward motion. It's not about when. You don't have to do it super fast. It's not about being speedy. There is no brownie points for doing it faster than another person. Sometimes you can actually skip through steps too fast and you take enough of the conscious material that you need and the other parts of it become unconscious material and you don't get a full experience. And by the time you get to the toll gate of needing to go from six to seven, which uh, Ken Wilber refers to as like kind of a toll gate in a sense, like you need to collect enough tokens from your spiral experience to take with you into the next tier, essentially, like then the toll person in your mind is like, nope, you need to go back. And then you start having flashbacks of your past life, not past life in terms of a a existential sense, but I mean like your childhood, maybe there are things you didn't learn from previous experiences. Now that has to manifest in your current life and you need to go through that in order to learn those lessons and gain those things. So it's okay to take your time and go through thoroughly what your experience is. Some people stay in stages for their entire lives. And that's totally fine. You know, somebody who's in blue in like an expertise development stage can be absolutely incredibly beneficial to their community and to the world by serving and doing what they do. Same thing with orange, same thing with green, same thing with even red, right? And so it's important that if this is a place that's serving your needs and it's comfortable and you're doing well, great. But if it's no longer doing that, don't kid yourself. Start moving towards the next thing, right? So that's essentially what I'm saying is there's a one-sided stuckness that can occur. And if you feel like you're being rigid and not getting anywhere with this rigidness, then it's adaptability that you need. Adaptability is the core fundamental element of how nature adapts. It's the idea of survival of the fittest is not about the strongest. It's about the most adaptable. And if you're no longer adaptable, then that's probably why things are not going your way, (laughs) you know, and learning to be more adaptable, to be more flexible, to learn about other people's experiences or to learn more about your experience through personality systems or personality development, or maybe you need to become independent and get off of your parents' dime so you can figure out how to fend for yourself and learn things that way, or get involved in a church or a community or a job so you can get into a new experience and learn things that way. Or take the plunge and get out of your job and start collecting clients or 
putting stuff out there and seeing if you can make it on your own in that sense. Like either way, by taking a risk, you're learning how to be adaptable. And then, you know, if it's not working, you know, go back, learn some things, you know, and try it again. But the idea being that if your things are not going the way that you need them to, there's some way that you're probably needing to adapt to flex to try something different and get out of the shell that you've put yourself in. So hopefully this has been helpful to you and it makes a lot of sense. Let me know in the comments below where you feel maybe you are or where you think you're going. You don't have to use the actual levels, but maybe describe a little bit about what your life experience is. I'd be curious to know if, you know, if you feel like you're experiencing some kind of stuckness, what do you think the next step is? Because in a sense, we already have the wisdom within us most of the time. We just need to pay attention and listen and trust it and try something else. If what we're doing and going in circles is not working, then usually that's what needs to happen. So my name has been Christian Rivera. It still is. <laughs> and uh, the I have happychemicals.org has courses and stuff for INTPs. You can go check that out. Um, and again, let me know some of your situation or if you have any thoughts. Even if it's just, you know, you like this episode, uh, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment. That really helps with the podcast and the channel. So thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Happy Chemicals. See ya.